This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm sorry, I can't operate on that vehicle. But doctor, you took an oath. That RV, it's my son's RV. Oh, doctor, isn't there anything you can do? I'm not a miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon, trained to save the lives of large injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm Iron Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast, episode number 17 of the 2021-2022 season. Joining me as always, myself, Omar, I've got Mr. Kai Bennett. How are you doing, pal? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Obviously, I'm looking forward to having your kind of recap of yesterday's game against Leicester City. Obviously, Mill went down 2-0 um, and was knocked out in the third round of the League Cup. Uh, we'll talk about that and obviously then talk about Saturday's away game coming up against Nottingham Forest. Obviously, that'll be a tough occasion for us. Obviously, new manager there will probably be in charge by then. Well, I think he was announced, wasn't he, Cooper? Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a tough kind of away day for us there, I feel like. But we'll talk about that in more in part two. Uh, we'll go into part number one now. And welcome to part one of the show. Uh, if you're new around here, be sure to subscribe, leave a like. Also, if you're listening on audio, be sure to give us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Always greatly appreciated. But Kai, 
you're here today to help me out, mate, because I couldn't get to the game yesterday. I was working yesterday evening, bang on the same time as uh, the Millwall game and couldn't make it down to them, mate. But we went down 2-0 in a defeat against Leicester City, obviously former Premier League champions, rumoured to try and, um, you know, repeat that form of four years ago in the FA Cup. We couldn't quite do it though, mate, could we? I mean, just give me kind of the overall kind of feeling of the game, mate, and what you thought last night. Uh, no, couldn't do it, but um, overall, I thought it was a really good performance. Um, they they really they gave it a really good go, um, and and for for some uh, for majority of the game, we looked the better side, and we actually I went into the game thinking Millwall we're probably going to sit back here and let's ca- catch count, uh, Leicester on the counter. Um, it was sort of the opposite, actually. We we, we uh, sort of controlled a lot of the ball. Um, you know, they did obviously have spells in the, of when they didn't have possession, and they kept it well. Um, but when we went forward, we looked we went forward quite direct without going forward um, in the air, if that makes sense. Obviously, you know, with those Smith, we sort of tried to break lines and, and get it wide and get balls into the box and get balls into feet and stuff. We did it well. Um, Mahoney looked a threat uh, the whole game, in my opinion. Um, I thought Evans and Billy Mitchell were, I thought especially Billy Mitchell was outstanding. Um, and Ryan Leonard at right back, wow, what a player. Seriously, brilliant. Um, he, he dealt with Lookman, obviously, I know Lookman scored, but um, no, Leonard was Leonard's really. You don't you don't realize how quick Leonard is until he comes up against a player like Lookman, or even you know he was running off Ihanacho last night as well. And, and I thought they they both both dealt with he, he dealt both he dealt with both of their pace, and he looked just as quick, if not quicker than them. So I was quite impressed with with that. Um, Bradshaw played well again. He tried. He worked really hard again. Um, Mahoney played well. Uh, it was good, really good performance all round. Even Alex Pierce played um, played really well last night. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't you know two nil. But I think it was really harsh. I would, I think it would have been more fair had it gone to penalties last night. I'm just reading through the statistics. I mean, the first half in particular, I mean, we'll talk about the team anyway. You mentioned pretty much nearly everyone there anyway. But it looked like we played, obviously, the standard 5-2-3 uh, that we've gone for in recent times this season. George Long in goal, Hutchinson, uh, Cooper and Pierce in the back three. Uh, Murray Wallace left wing back, Ryan Leonard right wing back, Evans and Mitchell in the middle with, obviously, Thompson, Mahoney and Bradshaw up front. Uh, yeah, I mean, you mentioned obviously quite a few players there. Obviously, Pierce, you said in particular, impressive, which I, obviously I read a lot online afterwards and got reviews on Twitter. Um, a lot of people really kind of gave him credit for kind of handling the uh, Leicester side, like, you know, down to the tee, really, which I, I'm not going to say I'm surprised by. Um, but, you know, if maybe if it was Jamie Vardy, it might have been a different outcome, maybe. Or that's what I'll say um, in a polite way. Uh, but it looks at Leicester's team as well, mate. It looks like a quite strong side from them. Obviously, they've got a lot of good players in there anyway. Um, but, you know, Ward in goal, uh, Thomas, the young left back, always a kind of handful. I've seen him play a few times in the Premier League for them. Uh, Johnny Evans, Soyuncu, Amati, Ndidi, Tielemans, Drewsbury Hall, I think is a young player they've got there. But then you've got, like you said, Lutman, Albright and Ihi Nacho. You know, it was a good test for the side that we had out there yesterday by the looks of things. And obviously, you know, it's no shame losing to a side that I think I'm what I'm trying to say really is, Kai. Yeah, definitely. And it was fantastic to see Hutchinson back. Um again, played really he played really well. He was outstanding last night for the sixty minutes that he got. Um, you know, he looked really assured. Looked like he'd never been gone, to be fair. Um and he was great from from the outset. He looked to win the ball. Funny enough, our our centre backs were a little bit like our old centre backs in the term in the way that when they got the ball, they looked to overlap. They looked to get forward like they used to. Um, and I think they, they went out there and played with no fear last night. And that was, I think, that was the most impressive impressive thing for me. Yeah, like I said, I mean, looking at the stats here, it looks like Leicester had a lot of the ball, like you said. But obviously, we looked, we only had our opportunities. We did that, you know, kind of intentness there to kind of make an impact on the game. First half in particular, mate, I see on flash score, we had five goal attempts to their one. Um, only one on target from us, but none on target from them. So it looks like the first half was pretty much, you know, less keeping the ball. But then when we was going forward, it was really causing them trouble by looks of it. 
Yeah, and I don't think it shows it on the highlights, but Lennon had a really good chance, just sort of about 12 yards out, comes to him and you think Lennon just absolutely leather and it's in. Uh, but he, and unfortunately for him, he just drags it wide. Uh, I think it, one of Hutchinson or Cooper had a header cleared off the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't think the highlights have really, I've watched the highlights back and they, they don't show everything. They don't show really are, are some of our chances. Mahoney put a fantastic ball in um, for a free kick. But yeah, I thought we'd match them. Um, and a lot of their a lot of their possession they had was sort of possession where they were just knocking it around the back. They didn't really have they weren't re- they weren't really troubling us with the possession they had, and and they weren't really able to to create clear cut chances because our midfielders like Billy Mitchell and George Evans weren't allowing Tielemans and Ndidi to play. So mm-hmm. and I thought Billy was outstanding last night on on Tielemans. Tielemans really struggled last night, and that's a credit to Billy Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, you said obviously Mitchell. How was Evans next to him in the middle as well? I mean, obviously as a midfield pairing, we normally see kind of. We're not, I'm not convinced by Evans personally, but you know that's just by the by. I think you know he's obviously came in last season, played a lot of games between like January and end of the season. This season, obviously had injury. He's obviously come back into the side last night. The same guy's partnership, like you said, um, and obviously we had a phobie coming back off the bench as well. But it, what did you make of Evans' performance in the middle? Really good, actually. Really good. He he he, he was tenacious when he went, when he had the chance to tackle. Um, he, he created a, he made a <laughs> quite a bad challenge in the dugout and didn't didn't get anything for it. But it was just showed that he was really up for the occasion. Um, it, when he got the ball, he looked really composed and p- played a couple of really nice passes out wide and, and set our set our attacks you know going. Um, yeah, so he played. He, he was very good last night. I thought there was nothing that I can sort of say. Evans played you know was a, played a poor pass here or a poor pass here. I thought he had a really a really good game. What about uh, Thompson? I mean, obviously playing on like, kind of the left side of a three by looks of things. I mean, you know, I've always wanted Thompson to kind of get a chance to kind of impress. I know he's obviously not in favour and, you know, he's stuck around since, you know, the August window shut in, so to speak. Um, but what did you make of his performance yesterday as well, playing on the left side of a front three? Yeah, he got the ball. When he, when he got the ball, he looked he looked good. Um, he, he had a, fl- a head of fl- a flicked header from a Mahoney ball in, uh, just went just over. In the first half, and it was towards the end um, of the first half. Um, when he got on the ball, he looked really good. Unfortunately, I think he he sort of struggled to get on the ball um, mm-hmm. quite a lot. But he does what Thompson does. He works hard, gives everything, and and you know you can't knock that. I mean, let's get on to the second half now. I mean, it's fair to say at halftime, I was really through on Twitter whilst I was at work. Um, you know, a lot of people saying we're in this game. You know, we probably should and maybe could be winning one nil at halftime. You know, if drop shooters fell our way and we took our opportunities when they came to us, start the second half. A lot of people thinking, here we go, we'll see what we can do. And then five minutes into the second half, you know, a throw in from like the halfway line almost, a throw the dugout from Leonard, a couple of bounces, finds its way to Jake Cooper. And then, yeah, I mean, it, Cooper tries to control it, runs with it, gets intercepted. Ihinacho picks it up, he goes for goal, long parries it into the path of the ex Charlton boy, Adamo Lutman, and um, puts him 1 0 up. I mean, Poor goals conceded really on the face of it, Kai. Yeah, it is because funny enough, we just had a rip, we had a corner um just in front of the Cobra Lane, and we, you know, and I think the the fans could sense something was gonna happen and we and we looked like we looked more likely to score. Mm-hmm. Um so then to hit us on the break like that was a was a bit of a bit of a sucker punch, I guess. Um, you know, I don't think they deserved it. Um, you know, obviously they, they have class and quality when they have the ball, and you can see that because you know they take their chance when it comes to them. Um but you know, I think I think Long had a good game last night and you know, it was un- unfortunate for him to parry it straight to Lookman because obviously sometimes, you know, I think that's the difference between the Premier League and the Championship. There's someone following it up. I think in the Championship, probably we clear that up, the defenders there, and we clear it up, and it, you know, we, we, we either goes out of play or we kick it back upfield. You know, so yeah, it was a, it was a good. I guess it was a, you know, good, good reaction from from Lookman to be there. 
Um, but at the time, I felt it was a bit of a harsh scoreline. And obviously, them to get a second goal was, was I think, was harsh on the scoreline. I think that first goal, it's like, sometimes you look at, it's obviously a mill mistake. But then I'm looking at it and I'm watching it on the highlights, right? And I'm thinking, it's a poor throw from Leonard. It's a poor touch from Cooper. And then it's an unfortunate parry from long into the path of the goalkeeper, I mean, into the path of Lutman, sorry. So then you've got kind of three mistakes all culminating in the goal. If you think just one of them had a better ownership of better in that scenario, it would have been avoided. But it's hard to pinpoint one person to blame for that goal, I feel like. Yeah, and I think Rowett said post-match, I, I might be wrong here, but I think he said post-match that uh, the centre-backs weren't showing for Cooper when he got the ball. So he sort of had to try and, and, and do something with it. Um, so maybe that maybe that that was that was down to it, and um, you know, and I agree with you. One, one of their mistake, one of their mistakes, are you know, are, are, we do better with them, and they don't yeah. score. Um, so yeah, it's it's frustrating. But after we did concede, we uh, we we just look, we looked just as as good as we had done. We we kept going, we kept pushing, and um, you know, we could have quite easily got on it a, a leveler. Yeah, I mean, fair play to Rowett. Obviously, the goal comes, the second goal in particular comes at the end of the, of the half. Um, but, you know, he, he looks like he's gone for it a bit. You know, he's brought on Benekophobi. Uh, obviously, Ballard came a little bit before him, I think, for Hutchinson. Obviously, I looked like kind of a premeditated sub before the game just to give Hutchinson an hour. Um, a phobie comes in, Matt Smith comes in. You know, I think it's uh, obviously Pierce and Ben Thompson makes, makes way. So, we've got three strikers on the pitch at this point, Kai. Um, it's kind of just throwing the kind of kitchen sink at it, isn't it? To try and get a goal back. Yeah, and it could very, very easily could have worked. I mean, Colin Mahoney put in a fantastic ball um, and it evades absolutely everyone. And if anyone gets a touch on that, it's 1-1. And it was a brilliant ball in. And, and you you see opposition come to the den and they put crosses in like that. And you think, I wish we could do that. And then Colin Mahoney delivers a fantastic cross. It's it's, it's sort of one of them ones that, that is curling and it keeps curling around the post. Yeah. You know, and and if it's, you know, if it's any close to the goal, it probably goes all the way in. You know, yeah. it's one of the ones that it's such a teasing cross. Um, it was a fantastic ball in and, and anyone gets their head to that. I think Ballard was closest. Um, if anyone gets their head to that, it's 1-1. So, yeah, I, I, some things didn't quite fall for us last night, but um, very positive performance. I think, um, you know, on Mahoney, let's hone on him a little bit and, you know, say our piece. Obviously, I didn't see performance yesterday, but on the highlights, I saw that delivery you mentioned there from a dead ball position. You know, Mahoney was brought in by Neil Harris, what, two and a half years ago now or two years ago to be that, outlet on the left-hand side of a 4-4-2 purely to get balls into the box, beat his man. I think when he signed, Harris was quoted to saying he lasted the season before like that at Bournemouth or maybe or Blackbird, sorry. Um, he made the most crosses of the ball. Or it might have been Birmingham. I can't remember which team it is. He's played for one of them three teams. Um, I think it was he was at Bournemouth, but he was on like at Birmingham. Um, but he he put the most deliveries into the box the season before that, where like his job was to cross the ball. And Harris was kind of name-checking him on that, saying, you know, he's going to beat a man, if put a ball in the box, and he's going to do that with ease. And obviously we saw that with the highlight there yesterday. But it's always just been, he's dipped in and out, isn't it? He's, he's been injured. He's, you know, he's had opportunities, not really took it with both hands. He's obviously not, he's a middle winger in that sense where, you know, they drift in and out of games. But for me, he's always been out of games. He's not really into games apart from a handful of occasions it's important now for him if he gets the opportunity on Saturday Kai you know to back it up on and obviously you know put performance in that can win a game and win us some points really to kind of you know stamp his point on the side yeah definitely I, I could name a couple of games where I thought Mahoney's been outstanding when he came on against Luton on New Year's mm -hmm. Day I think it was 2020 you know he scored and assisted um, and then that game against Luton the following year when we were in lockdown he you know he did he, he scored a really good goal um so, yeah, there is performance where Mahoney looks like he's going to come alive in a middle shirt. Unfortunately, injuries have hampered that. Um, but I think this is his time now, Mahoney. If he gets a run of the team, 
Um, I think he'll take it, and I think he's a he's a real. I think he's a really good player. I think that there, there's definitely something there. Um, I just would like to see whether we, if we gave him a run of games, whether we can bring that out of him. You just can't help compare him to his, comp- you know, comparison there of Jed Wallace. I mean, I'm not saying he isn't Jed Wallace in the way he plays, but he plays the same position as Jed. And if you want him to be in the side, that's the benchmark for him to follow. Not necessarily even just the output. But it's the commitment, the effort, and obviously the you know he's all Jed's always looking to make something happen, good or bad. With Mahoney, sometimes I feel like he's come on, he's not really looked interested. Um, but I agree with you there. You know, it's, it is there for him. But I feel like we've been here before, mate, where we're going. Look, he's put a good performance in. What was good about his performance yesterday, though, in particular? Obviously, you mentioned the dead ball there, where he's put delivering into the box. Was there anything else that stood out for you in the game that you know he he done yesterday? Um, there's a couple of moments where he's, he's run down the line and he's and he's really looked to beat his defender and he has he's beat him once he he put nearly put him on the floor and then he's he's tried to beat him again which time there's already another defender have come back but he goes to the corner and he and he does a little bit of skill gets the corner so it was just like one of them little moments where and he worked hard as well he 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 did put in the effort last night I was really impressed with him he played 90 minutes and and he and he he showed a lot more effort than he has done and I think that will really help. Um, you know that that will really show Raul. Maybe maybe it's his. You know, it's a good chance to. He's, what I'm trying to say is he's is he's put himself. He's given himself a good a good platform now to potentially go and get a run of games, and I think he deserves it. Um, yeah. You know, after the after last night's performance, I thought he was good when he came on against Blackpool. I thought he was good when he came on against Cardiff. Um, he's been good when he's been coming on recently, and you know he was very 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 good last night. Um, so I reckon this is his chance, and it's, he needs to take it. Um, you know, because if if he does take it, he could very easily be a, a first team regular because that quality he possesses on the ball is is brilliant and and he and he seem he seems a sort of player that could unlock doors for us. No, of course, mate. I mean, I'm just reading obviously Garrett's post match thoughts, um, talking about a couple of injuries. I think you know, I was just wondering where Mr. Bennett was yesterday, but it looks like he had a lower back injury. Um, it's just unfortunate for Bennett because that probably could have been a game from yesterday where he could have come into the side and maybe stamped it for it on the game himself. You know, we say Thompson playing left side of the front three, that probably would have been Bennett's position yesterday, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, him, Bennett, or Rojo if he's fit. You know, it's one of them, and it's a you know, it's a shame for Bennett because Bennett is. You can see that he's got such. He has got. He's got a really good pedigree, and he has. You know, he, he, there's quality. He's got a lot of quality, um, but he's never been able to quite stay fit with us. Um, but you know, Bennett, Bennett not being injured, Bennett being injured yesterday has given Connor and Mahoney a chance, and, and Mahoney took it, and you know he was brilliant yesterday, and and I look forward to to seeing whether now he can really cement him, him, himself in the first team. Definitely, I mean, I'm just reading the the synopsis at the end. I mean, he obviously Benekafobi being back. Um, was he looking bright yesterday? I'll, I'll, I'll say what Rat says in a second, but what was the phobia's kind of impact? Did it look like he's kind of, you know, need a bit more time to get up to speed or hopefully he could play on Saturday? Um, he came on and he looked bright. He looked, he looked, he chased, he chased balls down like he does. He's, he works ever so hard. Um, you know, I think that injury could potentially lead him maybe and he might need a couple of games to get up to proper match fitness. Um, but having him back is a, a massive, a massive positive. Um, you know he's 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 scored two goals in what is it five appearances for us this year, um, which is which is a really good uh, you know outcome so far. I really want him to to kick on and and do just as well as he has done because he's he's a quality striker and and he could potentially get us out of you know push us up the table. I mean, obviously we'll save the forest talk for the second part, but maybe on that with obviously whilst we mentioned a phobia, you know we know what Matt Smith done at the City Ground a year or so ago um, when we won three 0 So maybe it's 
whilst the foe might be fit, you kind of want to go for someone that's got a bit maybe history at the ground, maybe just kind of, you know, it's kind of stamp his four again on it, but who knows? Um, I mean, Rowett finished up, obviously, yesterday saying Hutchie now will be available for 90 for the full 90. Danny Matt wanted to be involved tonight. We just felt maybe cautiously it was the right decision to leave him out. He should be available Saturday. Whether that's the start or not, I don't know. I think Michael will be okay. Mason will be a doubt. Jed will be a doubt. Shea, you might be back. We'll assess his fitness. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned that Mahoney there, mate. It's probably set up for him if Jed's not available, like you said on Saturday, to, you know, step up and be that main contributor. <laughs> 100%, mate, 100%. And, and this is this is Connor's, Connor's chance now, um, you know, to play against Forrest and, and potentially be, you know, a really bright spark in our in our performance on on Saturday, and you know, get us you know get us some much needed three point, get us some much needed three points, and you know, if he if he if he plays well, he takes his chance and plays like he did last night because he was outstanding last night. He plays like he did last night. He'll um yeah he'll he'll give himself the best possible chance to to be a real first team regular, which I think off last night's performance, I think he definitely can be. It looks like the half went on, mate, uh, just to finish up on the game. Um, it looks like whilst we started throwing bodies forward, obviously it gave Leicester the opportunity to break on the counter-attack. And then when I'm talking about the first goal, you know, you're playing against the Premier League side, you want to be like, you know, fair play to them when they win. You don't want to give them the win with both hands. Yeah. The second goal, obviously a ball over the top from, you know, us attacking. Uh, Ihi Nacho's on the right-hand side, Ballard's up against him. You know, he gets the better of Ballard's and then bloody hell, what a rifle with a finish that is. A Premier League finish, I'd say. Um, to complete the game for them and win 2-0 for Leicester. Definitely, it was a fantastic finish. And funny enough, he had, um, if he misses that, I think Lookman's, uh, was it, I don't know, no, it was uh, Dakar. I think Dakar, Patson Dakar, I think he came on second half. And mm-hmm. if he if he misses that, uh, Dakar's going to be fuming because he's standing right there in space. All he has to do is slide to him and he, he's got, a, he's, he's one-on-one with the keeper. So, you know, it was, for him, it's probably lucky he scored. Otherwise, he could have, you know, there could have been a bit of a, you know, he could have been maybe, maybe labelled selfish, but it was a fantastic finish. It was a rocket right into the, Top-hand corner, nothing George Long could do about that. Yeah, I think he was a £25 million sign in Dakar and same with Hinacho not too long ago. So it shows like the quality that they've got there. And ultimately, whilst, you know, the main man of Ireland's not playing, you know, teams like Leicester come down to the den and flex their kind of squads, don't they, and show their advantages. Yeah, and they had Harvey Barnes on the bench, James Madison on the bench. So they had, you know, players to bring on if they if they wanted um, and if they needed to. Um, and it would have been maybe, it would have been nice to, to nick a goal and, and, you know, see the panic in the Leicester faces and think, geez, we need to we need to come after this now because, you know, this game's slipping away from us. And I think, you know, in the first half, I think we really did cause them problems. And and I think they probably would have gone in at half time thinking, we need to step up we need to step our performance up second half because at the moment that's not good enough and Millwall played played really well. Yeah, agree, mate. I mean, that's it. You know, Mill's out of the AFL Cup, you know, third round. I mean, we don't normally have a It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car. Like cooking, but without the frozen dinner easy way out eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as Oma's Rouladen, to cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Sergeant and Mr. Smith, you're going to love this house. Bunk beds in a closet? There's no field manual for finding the right home. But when you do, USAA Homeowners Insurance can help protect it the right way. Restrictions apply. Venture too far into this cup anyway, do we, Kai? We save it for the FA Cup anyway. So, you know, we'll, we'll look forward to that in January when it comes around to that, right? Definitely, man. I think, you know what, I, I, I said this to someone last night and they, and they said they agreed. And I said to them, you know, if, if we had a full squad available last night, if we had Jed and we had um, a phobie, 
you know, and, and Mahoney would maybe, maybe a front three of Jedophobia Mahoney or Jedophobia and Ojo, or even uh, Mahoney, Ophobia and Ojo. If we had a, if we had our full team available to us last night, I think we, I think we would have won last night. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously one of those that'd be left to think about in the future, I suppose, yeah. isn't it? You, you know, we'll have to always debate it and wonder. But I think in a weird way, I think as much as I like the EFL Cup, you know, the first couple of games, it's good to give the squad players an opportunity. When you get to the third game, okay, we've had some players come up from injury yesterday, so it's a bonus. I don't think, I think after you get around this point, it's then the fourth and then the quarterfinal, then the semifinal. It then becomes maybe a bit of distraction when, you know, the priority for us is to arrest the league form, isn't it? So maybe in a way, you know, get to the third round, have three extra games, give the players an opportunity to play that on the fringes. At this point, then now it's to try and go full steam head on to the league campaign. Definitely. And special mention to Murray Wallace last night because they said that, I think Routes said post-match that he was playing with a bit of a, he had a calf, he had something, yeah, he was injured in, he had a little niggle, I think. Um, and he was outstanding last night. He he had the uh, he had you know he was brilliant on that left uh, left wing back. And um, yeah, he 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 was fantastic. And he and he was a sort of he he, he limited them from having uh, having the chances in the first half. And, and in the second half, he looked he looked good going forward. So yeah, credit huge credit to Murray Wallace last night. So you got Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Alex Pierce, Sean Hutchinson, Daniel Ballard. Like we'll talk about it in part two. But it's it's a real selection headache there for Ryan going Saturday, isn't it? To see who will be his back three. Yeah, it's lovely to have all these players back now, isn't it? We can't, we can't choose. It, it'll be nice for Rowett to be able to go into a game in, you know, in the next couple of games and think, who do I play? Because I've got all these players. He, it's not something he's used to this year. Um, so having Hutchinson, I don't think Hutchinson, Ballard, and Cooper have played together yet, have they? They played. I think so. No, so maybe be, the start of the season actually. Maybe isn't the start it? The first season, game. maybe once or something. Because I know Cooper was out first game, wasn't he? QPR. So maybe they played against him in the ports in the Pompey uh, Pompey game, maybe. Um, but yeah, it'd be lovely to to see them three, you know, play together. I think they're 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 brilliant. And you know, in fact, it'll be harsh to see Murray Wallace to Murray Wallace probably will drop out, and that's a real that's really harsh on him because he's been fantastic this year. I mean, on that, I mean, it's I think a lot of people have questioned Cooper's form since yeah. the start of the season. I mean, maybe it could be an opportunity to take him out of the firing line on Saturday. I mean, he's always a player that you know we kind of you kind of click and forget it, if that makes sense, where like you kind of go, he's playing the centre-half for us on Saturday. You don't really think twice about it. But with the selections available and the players available, maybe it could be an opportunity to play Wallace left side centre-half, Hutchinson and Ballard, and maybe just give Cooper the game off, maybe, and just see where he can come back into the side in the future. Yeah, he could do that. That's the, that's the positive thing with having all these players to at your disposal. Um, you know, one thing I would say about Cooper is I think Cooper thrives off Hutchinson. I think they, they throw off each other. Uh, that that partnership they've got at the back there is is outstanding, and you know that if you talk about iconic duos, I think Hutchinson and Cooper have to be up there, don't they? Mm-hmm. No, so, you're right. No, yeah. definitely. I think um, that wraps up anyway. The talk of part number one, and obviously the EFL Cup. It's gone to bed. It's left to the side, um, and we're going to part two now, where we talk about our trip to the City Ground Saturday, and you know a real kind of humding of a, an away game as always. So we'll go into that now and be back shortly. Welcome back to part number two of That Mill Podcast. Me and Kai are here again. So, mate, Saturday, like we said, we've got Nottingham Forest as we return to league action, go to the city ground. Obviously, we went there last season and I think we got beat 3-1 around January time. It was kind of, if you remember, that was when it was like the mass exodus was happening where we was thinking, this is it, like, we're going to go down this year, we're not going to stay up. I think the week later we go to Huddersfield and get the one nil win when right, right Rennes playing right centre half. We watch it on iFollow. Some people, I think, even the show after that, I might have said 
I'm almost Gary Rowett out at the time. And strangely enough, albeit only eight games into the season, it feels somewhat the same going into this game. Not as a not as in a scary predicament as we was then, where I think it was like 13 games without a win or whatever it was. Um, or we might have had the odd win, didn't we, at Bristol City? But aside from that, it was like 17 games, one win or two wins. This time, it just feels like it's a, it's a, it's like a we've said it's a crossroads moment for a few weeks. But I think Saturday is the crossroads moment for me. Yeah, I don't know what you think. No, I agree, mate. And I think you know Forest. You know they've got a new manager, so of, of course they're going to have a new manager bounce as such. And you know he's really going to be they're going to be up for it to. to to you know, to win their first game with with their new manager in charge, and, and the fans are going to be up for it. What I think it's important we do is we we go there and we stamp our authority early, and we we don't let them play. And I think if we do that, I think the fans their their fans will will probably feel a little bit uh, underwhelmed because I think their fans are thinking go there on Saturday, their new manager is going to going to do the business for them, and, and they're going to get the three points. If we go there, stamp our th- stamp our authority on on the game, you know, with Cooper having what is it four days. Uh, before the game, you know, he's probably not going to know he's starting 11 really until a couple of weeks time. Um, so he's probably going to be experimenting with the squad, squad a little bit. It's a really good time to go there and, and try and get the win. I know new managers, first game, new managers, are like for example, when we have route first game, we beat Stoke 2-0, didn't we? So, you know, the players seem to work a lot harder uh, when the manager first comes in. Um, but, you know, we need to go down there. We need to go there and shut that, shut down that early. And, um, and, and see if we can see if we can get some momentum, get an early goal, and, and that will really, uh, I reckon, that will quiet them down. It's a strange scenario, there, isn't it? I mean, obviously they started the season under Chris Hewton. They're the first club, I think, in the league to kind of pull the trigger and get rid of their manager. Um, Steve Cooper's gone in there. I mean, they obviously sacked uh, Hewton last week. Then they went to Huddersfield and, of course, won their first game of the season because that's what you do when you lose your manager, right? You kind of go, here we go, lads. Let's put the effort in now and let's go and get a win. Yeah. Um, Lewis grabbing amongst the goals. I mean. They don't need any uh, indicate any introduction to him at Millwall, uh, Lewis Grabham. But you know, it's it's kind of set up. I think, like you said, like the new manager bounces there, and it's classic Millwall where, like you know, we could have and should have maybe won last Saturday against Coventry. You know, if we didn't have this allowed goal, we've only sit on one win all season, and then we're thinking, here we go. You know, we go to Forest who have not won all season. Then suddenly they sat the manager, win their last game, and then it's like a kind of it's a kind of springboard moment where it could be like it's kind of catapult their season. So. It's going to be a tough occasion, isn't it, mate? You know, I agree with you about kind of going there and stamping off for it in the game. I think that's why Matt Smith might play, to be honest. I think, you know, kind of pin them back, trying to dominate the occasion, you know, try to play for set pieces and try to score from a corner or maybe or something, or, you know, because they've got Bryce Samba and goal, not the tallest team in the world. Um, you've just got to kind of go there and try and play to the edges that you've got and obviously trying to expose them as well, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And there's definitely so much, you know, so much you can do there to expose them. I think their defence, I think they, they're not as good with balls into the box. So Smith will be a, a massive threat. Um, I remember, though, when Hewton got, got appointed, I think just the game before Hewton got appointed, when Lamucci left, I think they beat someone. And then Hewton's run first couple games was was not great at all. So we've got to hope that that we do that to them for, the, for their first game as well. So, um, you know, we've, we've just got to go there, you know, try and, impose our game on them and you know and and be be a real f- physical threat to them because i think they'll they'll see smith as a massive a massive threat and you know they'll they'll know what he did to them two seasons ago and if he starts and he and he has a really good start then i think they'll they're, they're, they're going to be worried about him so yeah playing smith on on saturday wouldn't be the worst thing in the world and i think it might might uh, sort of you know worry a few a few of their fans and defenders uh, which could be a bonus for us 
Definitely, mate. I think um, I'm looking for a team, you know, the likes of Joe Lolly is still there, Brennan Johnson, you know, creative players that like to get on the ball. And obviously, you know, I'm thinking of Steve Cooper's Swansea side, you know, maybe if he's going to try and channel into that and, you know, have some players in there that are going to kind of, you know, grab the game by scruff the neck and, you know, that kind of Callum O'Hare sort of-esque player like we saw last Saturday with Coventry. Um, but yeah, I think I look at their side and I don't really feel there's any, like, scary players in there. I think, you know, there's no one in there that makes me think, like, Okay, he's gonna, if he has a good game, we're in trouble. I think Lolly may be at a push, could be that kind of player. But we should go into this kind of, you know, with kind of eagerness and want to try and make us, you know, make the most of this opportunity, really. I think Forest away is always a good away day. We always take a decent follow in there. Um, and hopefully we can go there and do the business. I mean, what sort of team do you think we're going to go for, mate? I mean, I'm pretty on the spot a little bit. We said before, you know, in the first part, you know, centre half positions are up for debate a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, Evans is back in the middle, Afobi's back up front, could have Ojo back, Matt Namara back. What kind of team are you hoping and expecting for on Saturday? Uh, if I'm going to go with, um, obviously, I think if we say Jed's a doubt and Bennett's a doubt, so we're, we're, we'll sort of, let, let's sort of say they're not going to play as such, because I think if Jed's a doubt, Jed doesn't, well, Jed tends to play anyway, doesn't he, like, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but let's but let's just, uh, obviously, if Rout comes out and says they're a doubt, let's, Let's park them and, and put the team without them. Because obviously, I'd love to see Jed start. Love to see him start. You but... could see Jed come off the bench. I mean, how how unique could that situation, situation yeah. could that be? Where, like, say if it's 1-1, the game's in the balance, you give Jed 25 minutes to go out there and just, like, do his thing. You yeah. know, it could, could work that, you never know. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that, that could be brilliant. Imagine him off the bench. He's he's a real bit of, you know, they're bringing on... It's like, it's like the classic, We you know, last year we were bringing on Bob Arson and they were bringing on... You know, but we're bringing on Jeb Wallace now. I mean, that's yeah. well, that's something else, isn't it? So yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Barton goal. Danny, I'll, I'll go. Danny. Let's say Danny's going to be fit. I don't know. You know, but if not, we'll go Ryan. Then a but. Let's say Danny just for the purposes of the of, of what I hope to see. Uh, Hutchinson, Ballard, Cooper, and then Malone at left back. Um, I'm going to go with Billy Mitchell and George Savile in the middle. Uh, mm-hmm. Colin Mahoney in behind, and I'm going to go Benicophobi and oh, let's go Matt Smith. I was going to go Ojo, but because he's been out for a while, and I don't want to, you know, I reckon he might be, I reckon Raul will put him on the bench and, and, and see if he can bring some, you know, I think if he, if you bring it on Ojo and you bring it on Jed, and maybe even Mason Bennett as well, that's some real pace there, isn't it? So, you know, and, and obviously Jed would normally be, a, well, obviously Jed, Jed's the first name on the team sheet most most games, isn't he? So, so obviously not see Jed in the team will be, will be different. Um, but let's just say, because if obviously he's a doubt, we'll probably, he'll probably be on the bench, something like that. So I'm gonna. I would like to see Mahoney given a go against Forest. Um, yeah, and see see what he can do. Um, because I think it's good to 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 exp- to see that. Because obviously I think Jed will probably be back the next game if he's not back on Saturday. So yeah, that that'll be my team. Obviously, Jed. If Jed's fit, he'll go probably. He'll fit in somehow, and he'll go. In, he'll he'll get there somehow. And you know, if Jed starts, that's a bonus. If he doesn't, it'd be great to see what Mahoney can do. Spin it is a good thing. Obviously, you know, he's saying injuries have been. You know, he's never seen anything like it. He's coming to Saturday and his options are slowly coming back. You know, I think it's almost everyone back nearly there. Um, obviously, if Jed's injured, he doesn't play, fair enough. But it's almost a good thing. But also, if you're Gary Rowett, it's a bad thing if you don't get a result on Saturday. Because, you know, OK, one thing saying you've got injuries and the options aren't there. If you don't get a result that everyone wants on Saturday and you've got all these players available and, you know, it's now you've got to try and pull it all together. It's not going to reflect well on the manager, is it? Whilst we're saying the pressure is starting to ramp up a little bit. Yeah, and, and once the players are all back, you know that that sort of excuse is is gone, isn't it? So you know it's it's down to him now to find to to find the form and and to pick his strongest eleven, um, which I, I'd say 
with everyone back right now and without seeing, you know, right, right, as, as we speak right now, probably the strongest 11, probably the strongest front three is probably Jed, Afobi and Ojo, isn't it? Um, with with Bennett and, and Mahoney coming on. But who knows? Mahoney plays many players on Saturday and, and puts in a, a good performances last night. Then potentially Mahoney's in that start, starting 11 as well, week in, week out, which is fantastic because it's really good competition for places in there. And it'll push all the players to continue to have good games because they know otherwise another player who's just as good is going to come into the team. See, the competition places is obviously a brilliant thing. It's what you want the most of, don't get me wrong. But you're looking at that side and you're thinking, if that was a 4-4-2, I could see exactly the side that I'd go for. And I don't want to play devil's advocate with this, but, you know, we're talking about it. I'm like, I can imagine Bart being in goal, McNamara, Hutchinson and Cooper for argument's sake, or you could say Hutchinson and Ballard even. Like, you know, that, that would be an unbelievable back uh, centre-back pairing for a back four as well. You've got Malone left back, then you've got Jed, then you've got Mahoney on the left, you say, or Shea Yodra on the left. And then you've got options in the middle, which you would die for, of Keaton Bell, Mitchell, um, George Saville. You know, look at Saville in a 4 4 2 when he was here with Harris bombing forwards. Brian Leonard as well in that scenario. So let's say we had uh, Saville and Mitchell, just say, in a 4 4 2 there. And then up front, you've got Smith and a phobie. I'm thinking to myself, like, it's unbelievable options there to like. I think if Neil Harris was in charge of this team, now I don't want to steer us away too much on the Garrett, Bash Gary Wright talk, but he's under a lot of pressure, and I feel that it's it's there as well. Like I walked out on Saturday thinking I wasn't sure. Like I, I was walking away thinking, what's the identity of this Mill team? This is the problem I've got. I don't see an identity to this Mill side at the moment. But like if if you're Gary Rowett, like I could see Neil Harris getting a better performance out of this side with a four four two at the moment. Then we've been seeing three five two with um, Rarit. I don't know what you think about that, mate, or what your thoughts on, on that on your take. No, I, I, you know, I'd love to see Rarit mix it up a little bit and make us a little bit more, a um, little bit unpredictable. And you know, because I think at the moment we, we go into games and and the sort of the the formation is pretty much known, and you know, and the managers can sort of work with that, can't they? Really, um, you know, it's like you know, it's like when you play Sheffield United. You know, in the Premier League, they when they when Jeffrey Jones played in the Premier League, you used to know it's going to be a five at the back. They 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 play, you know, they press high and stuff, and that was a pretty predictable. And I think they got found out in the end, didn't they? I think that's probably why they they they, they suffered, you know, in this in the second half of this, in second uh, in their second Premier League uh, campaign. So, you know, it's it's a difficult one, um, but I'd love I'd love to see us just go at a game, one game, and just put attacking options in there. You know, Savile of Billy Mitchell is a it's a fantastic pairing. You've got Leonard, you could even play. You've got Evans, you've got Keith to build. There's so many options in there. There's so many different formations you could play with that side. You could even play a 4-3-3, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that could be exciting as well. So, you know, it'd be great to see Rowett play some attacking football and see what this side can do. Um, you know, and I think it's difficult because I think against Coventry, I, I thought we were more exciting in the last sort of 10 minutes. But, you know, if we could do that all game, we probably, we probably would have beaten them. And Coventry are a model of, of that sort of exciting football because Coventry, I thought Coventry were, fan, were were very good in there in tight scenarios. They played really nice little passes and then they just looked a really good side. And I think if we, we've got the players to do j- just as much, do that, if not better at that. So, you know, I think if Raul could make us a little bit more unpredictable and change the formations at the time, I think we'd, we'd, we'd be a really good side. Absolutely agree with you there, mate. And that's it, though. He seems to be really fixed on this setup. And you know what? If it comes good, it comes good. The trouble is I've got here, mate, is I'm looking at the fixtures after Nottingham Forest. You've got Bristol City, Barnsley, Luton, and then you've got Sheffield United, Stoke, Huddersfield, Reading, Derby, 
Middlesbrough. You know, these are games where I think you've got to start piecing together a run of form here to show what you're doing this season. You know, there's not too many games in there that I worry about. Sheffield United away on a Tuesday night is going to be an absolute stinker. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a tough game to go to, but we're going to play well at Bramall Lane. Um, and then I'm looking further down, you know, like I said, Derby, Reading, that, you know, both at home, Huddersfield away, Stoke at home. You know, the game's in there where I expect Millwall to put a performance in to win the game. Luton as well, obviously in October. I think it's now or never, I think, for Rowett. And I don't want to say there's a time where it's going to start to, you know, where he might have to go because we're not a sacking club traditionally. You know, we've only sacked one manager and that's Ian Holloway under John Berylson um, or Steve Lomas as well, I suppose. But, you know, that was a scenario where it was inevitable when he even joined, to be honest. But, you know, if you get to 15 games and he's got less than 15 points, I don't think the fan base will be with him at all, to be honest, Guy. And I think that's the ultimate scenario we're in at the moment where he's got he's got to sort it out, I think. He's got to start turning these draws into wins because... We've, we've got the quality to do it as well. And I think sometimes, you know, if we brought on, you know, more of an attacking player instead of a midfielder in games and we, we changed it, for example, against Coventry, I think you could very easily have, have gone into a very attacking mode there and, and won the game. Um, you know, they were, they looked, Coventry looked tired towards the end of the game. They looked very tired and we didn't look as tired, to be fair. We've made two long away trips. So I think the fitness of the squad is is very good, I think. Um, you know, you see these players playing week in, week out. You see Murray Wallace, who's an absolute machine, isn't he? Playing week in, week out. You see Cooper playing. Um, you've got players, Billy Mitchell. I mean, his, his engine last night was outrageous. You know, it was brilliant. He was back and forth the whole time, keeping hold of Tielemans, who's a quality player. So there, there's, well, after last night's performance and after you see the quality that we showed last night and the work rate and, and how we competed with a Premier League side, you know, there's there's reason to believe that we can go anywhere this year and, and put in a good performance and get results and and not just get draws, get wins. I look forward to sitting here on Sunday morning with you, mate, when we're talking about what we get on Saturday. Whatever we get served up, don't get me wrong. I'm, <laughs> sh- I'm sure it will be something contentious enough for us to talk about for an hour on a podcast anyway. But, you know, obviously just two of us today, and I think we've done a good show anyway here today, mate. So I appreciate you joining me as always and, you know, helping me try and dissect yesterday's uh, defeat, but also, you know, try and fill me with optimism, as always, ahead of Saturday's game. No worries, mate. Fingers crossed it's three points on Saturday. I rate it, mate. You know, and if anyone's wondering what's down here, I've got a little dog down here, if anyone's ever wondered. So I don't know if I can squeeze her in. She's just down here. So anyway, if you can't see, you can't see. But in case anyone was looking on YouTube and wondering what was going on there, and if you're listening on audio and wondering what I'm even talking about, oh, she's standing up now. There you go. <laughs> um, anyway, enough from me. If you're new around here, be sure to subscribe and like the video. Leave a comment below to let us know what you think about today's show. Uh, and obviously any points that you know kind of stick out in your memory, be sure to mention it below and obviously see what you've say, uh, got to say. Um, check us out on Twitter, at That Mill Pod. Uh, give us an email, thatmillpodcast at gmail.com and check out our website, www.thatmillpodcast.co.uk. Just myself and Kai today, no Mickey. Hopefully he's back on Sunday. And um, hopefully we're talking after a mill win. And um, fingers crossed, you know, this is the start of a little run of games where we can be buzzing to go back to the den and hopefully see us rise up the table. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back on Sunday. Thank you very much.
Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany. Okay. Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that. That's why I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.